Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Let's open our Bibles to Galatians, my favorite, I think, scripture, Galatians chapter 3. I could live there. It has set me free so many times and helped me so many times. And I believe as we, you know, get greater revelation on what God's saying and greater revelation, we're going to have more and more victory because I believe that is the will of God. For us to walk in victory in this hour of the church, to be victorious. We were not created to fail. We were not created to be sick. We were not created to be broke. We were created to walk in the promises of God, to walk healed and whole. Amen? You know, I know many of us can just quote this. I can quote it. But sometimes we quote it and we miss what God's saying to us. Or we can just quote something. So many times we can just quote the word and really not have revelation on it. And revelation, that insight into God's word is what changes us and changes things around us. And it gives us into that place that we begin to walk in the greater things that God has for us. That we begin to walk in the spirit not fulfill the flesh. So, in Galatians 3.13, it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for it, for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that's you and I, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 29, And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, and you're an heir according to the promise. And I always put in there and go back to, to Genesis 12, that in thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So we're in there. Amen? We are in that. So we are redeemed. There's been a price paid for you and I. We've been redeemed from the curse. And understanding that the curse is on the earth. It is on the earth. Look around. And you have a revelation, the curses on the earth. But Jesus is saying, or Paul right here, is saying that you and I are redeemed, that the price has been paid for us that has caused us to come from one place to another. And really, when you think about it, when you go to a store, now this is simple, but when you go to a store and you give them money for something that you're going to buy, that you want, to purchase, so you purchase this thing, you take it home with you, right? It just got translated, right, from the store to your house. It has a new position, a new place of living, a new place where it hasn't been before. It's now in this new place because you purchased it, right? That's what we do when we go and we buy something. We purchase it and we take it home. Literally, that's saying that you've been translator or you've been redeemed from that dress that you brought has been redeemed from that store and you take it home and it now it hangs in your closet right well when Jesus purchased us when he redeemed us he took us out of the curse but when we look around the curse is on the earth right it's all around us 
And so we go with our natural thinking in our natural mind. We look at things that we can see and, and we think, how did we get translated? Well, before I go any further, let's take a look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Who has delivered us from the power or the authority of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of God, into his, into his kingdom, in his place of ruling and reigning, into that place. So he's delivered us. He has brought us out. He rescued us, and he took us from one place to another, yet we're still standing here on earth, right? And so our minds have to change their thinking and realize that we don't live in this world or we don't live in this world system even though it's all around us. So we have to have the revelation of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And there's a difference. Can you see? All you can see is the results of the kingdom of darkness, but you cannot see in the realm of the spirit, right? Unless God opens your eyes up and you see, which he does that sometimes. But he's telling us, Paul is telling us that that translation, whether you felt it or didn't feel it, whatever, you got taken out of one place. This is the darkness. This is a place of darkness. And Jesus, because of what he did, he took you, he translated you, he went into the kingdom of darkness, he paid the price. We can just put it this way. He put the devil under his feet or he paid that price to Satan himself and says, you can no longer own this person. You can no longer own this child. This child is shipped over into the kingdom of light, you know, but we're still living in our souls in the kingdom of darkness. And that's why the word of God is light to us. We've been loose from that authority, but yet the enemy still comes around and he still tells us, well, you're bound. And you have to live in sickness. Does he ever tell you that? We hear it all the time. I mean, for the last two and a half years, all we had to do is turn on the TV. And what did we hear? The voice of sickness, COVID. You know, it's real, it's truth, but it's not the truth. It's the, it's, well, let me put it this way. It's a fact. There is COVID, but the truth is we're in the kingdom of heaven. We've been translated out of that darkness into the light, and it's getting the light on in our minds, in our will, in our emotions of accepting what Jesus has done for us. But because this curse is all around us and everybody around gets sick. So in our heads, it's common. It exists in the kingdom of God. That's kind of how we process it sometimes. It's in the kingdom of God. No, sickness is not in the kingdom of God. It's not part of God's system. It's not part of God's kingdom. That's still over in the curse that we've been redeemed from. But because of what we've been taught, because of what we've heard, because of, you know, what's on television, because of what people say, because of what, how our parents taught us, you know, all of that, we have brought it in and we just think it's commonplace. That we have to put up with this stuff because 
It's just the way it is. It's the way life is. And so we forget that we have truth in the Word of God. But then when the truth comes, what do we do with it? What do we do with truth when it comes? By his stripes ye were healed. That's truth, right? We can all, yeah, we can quote that. 1 Peter 2.24, that's what it says. And it works in that kingdom, but my mind is still over here in this kingdom. And we're still not allowing that truth of the word to dominate us, to take hold of our thought life. Instead, we accept. And this is the thing that Jesus wants us to have a revelation on is that he went to that much trouble. He came down out of heaven on purpose to deliver us, to set us free, to bring us out of darkness, to bring us out where there is no light, to bring us into that place. He was made on purpose. And I think I shared this a couple of weeks ago. He was made on purpose sin, sickness, disease. He took it on his body to where you could not recognize his form. And he did it on purpose. He did it with his free will so that you and I could walk in the victory. Amen? So he translated us. He removed us. He took us out uh, of darkness, out of that dingy place that is so full of wickedness and so full of disease and so full of poverty and so full of anxiety and worry and fretfulness that is the life in the kingdom of darkness and so we've got to turn our lights on look at that word and not just look at it don't just look at it and and run through it i've ran through that scripture so i i'm good I checked that off. I took my healing. No, you got to take your healing scriptures. You got to meditate on it. You got to look into it. You got to see what is that saying to you? Why? Because our minds are so used to the darkness. I shouldn't say yours. We all have to deal with the darkness in our souls. Amen. And so when we take hold of the word and realize that we've come out of there, we've got to look at that darkness. Okay, you've been lying to me all these years. I have believed a lie. I have taken that into my heart. It's in my soul. And I believe I'm believing that. I'm taking it. Oh, I've got to have that because my father had it or my mother had it or, you know, or we become fearful of that disease or we come fearful of that curse coming upon us because it could be hereditary i mean that's the greatest thing that doctors tell us well that's probably hereditary high blood pressure that's hereditary did your father have me when you go and you fill out at a doctor's office do they not want your history of your mother your father your grandmother your you know they want your brother. They want your sister. What is their history? I'm going, heck if I know. I don't know all those answers. What are they looking for? They're looking for a pattern. 
They're looking for something that they can say, this is why you're this way. And then they get that. Now you got to live with it, and here's your medicine. That's what they do. And so it's us going into that dark realm of our soul. When you admit it, then you can let the Holy Spirit come in and bring the light to it so that you can be delivered like the Word of God said that Jesus did for us from that lie, from that deception, from where the enemy has come into our souls to keep us in the darkness, even though we've been translated out of it into light, into where the light wants the word, the light wants to shine in that dark area. And, you know, sometimes that's not easy to get that change in our souls because we've lived with it for so long. We have our own strongholds and mindsets, right? I mean, everyone has their own mindsets on certain things, and getting them changed is not easy, you know, like prying up, prying up the tile, <laughs> even having to tie, pry up the tile in our bathrooms because we've had junk. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. It's a long story, and I'm not going into it. So pastor's been in there, you know, doing some prying up, getting rid of the old to bring in the new, but to get some things in our piping system fixed. And so that tile doesn't want to come up. It's not laying there just on the surface, just saying, oh, just pick me up. Wouldn't that be nice? So wouldn't it would just be wonderful if you could just go pick up the tile and throw it away and put in new? Well, no, it's got all this stuff in there holding that tile to the ground. Well, I want you to think about your mindsets. They don't pry up easy. They don't come out with just one little flick of the, what's that thing called that you, crowbar. One of those crowbars, you know, that you keep and only a little piece comes out at a time. And so you, then you have to stick that crowbar. I even was helping him. I took that crowbar and I was putting it and I'd stand there and I'd take the hammer and it would just move it just a little bit. And then I'd do it again. I'm thinking I'm getting somewhere. And this little chip comes out. I'm like, ha! I'm not getting anywhere. This is frustrating. That's the same thing with our souls. Sometimes That's why it's so important to take the word, grab it, meditate on it, think about it, hammer on a little bit more, and then hammer on it a little bit more. And maybe you only get a chunk of that out, but you know what? You're getting it out. And sometimes we want to give up, but don't give up when it starts loosening and it starts coming out. And you can see a little bit of a change. Keep on working at it. Keep on going with it. Keep on putting that word in there. Keep meditating on that word and say, I'm not living in the darkness. I'm living in the light. And I'm going to get this junk out of my, I'm going to get this stronghold out of my mind. So it doesn't dominate me. It doesn't, you know. I don't care if it takes you 10 years. Keep working. Amen? Just keep working at it. And just keep working at it. And just keep working at it. And don't let the devil come and tell you it's not working. We have got to tell the devil it is working. It is working. My soul is changing. I don't have the same soul that I had 10 years ago. 
or 20 years ago. Things have changed in my mind. My mindsets are changing, and I'm putting some good mindsets in there that God wants in there, the truth of the Word of God. And it's changing me, and it's changing the circumstances, and I'm getting victory. Amen? And what we look at like so many times, we want that Word, you know, just to work immediately. But you didn't get there overnight. It took time, and it took a lot of darkness speaking to you. Amen? So Christ has redeemed us from that curse. That curse is always going to be here. I wish, you know, I'd like to tell you that the curse is going to go away from the earth, but it's not. The earth will go away, and we'll have a new heaven and a new earth, because that's what the Word says. But until then, we can live in victory on this earth. We can be victorious in this earth. We can walk in authority. We can walk in dominion. We can walk in that place if we'll take hold of what the Word says and keep working at it and keep working at it and keep working at it and not, and not give up. So he says that Christ... Verse 13, back in Galatians. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for him. So we know that Christ was made the curse. But hold your place there and look again at Galatians chapter 1. So in verse 12, it says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us, so Jesus was made a curse while he was made the curse. We were made partakers of the inheritance. So that just like Jesus took on that curse and his form changed, you and I took on the blessing. We were made the partakers of the inheritance of the saints in what? The light. Partakers of the inheritance of the saints and the light. Well, that's a clue there. We have to be in the light. We have to put the word, and we know the word of God is the light. Amen? And we have to keep looking at it and keep looking at it and meditate on it and understand what the Spirit of God is saying to us to break down the strongholds. Now, he redeemed us. Let's go back over to Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. I want us, I want you and I to start getting more and more victory in our life, more and more health in our lives, that we understand that we don't have to live and our families don't have to live under the curse of the law. That just because the doctor gives you one uh, diagnosis, go to Jesus and see what his diagnosis is. Amen? So we, want, we have to, what we have to constantly do is remember that we're in the kingdom of the light. We're in the kingdom of God, whether you see it or not. It's not what you see with your natural eyes. It's what you see by the spirit of faith. It's what you're looking at. And the spirit of faith is going to look at the word of God and just say, this is it. 
That's why the Word of God has to settle everything. It can't be, it can't be an option. The Word is your final authority on everything. And if you don't get that, it's going to be hard to walk in victory. Because if you can just take part of the Word and says that applies, but I don't want that, it isn't going to get you the victory that you want. The Word has to be the final authority in your life, not the circumstances and not what people say. And it's, it's got to come to that place that you believe the Word, that you believe that you are a powerful being, that you believe that you have the authority, that you believe that when you speak God's Word, that settles it, and you are changing the atmosphere around you. We, we have to be in that place that we believe that. We have to believe that God's Word is greater than any obstacle could possibly be in our lives. It, it, we have to settle that, no matter, because the world is always going to talk loud. And they're going to talk louder sometimes than what you can think, and you've got to know how to combat it. So, I told you to go to Ephesians chapter 1. So we know this, that when he translated us, in ver- uh, I said one, but I want to go to two first. Two, this is probably my second favorite scripture. I've got so many. But a cha- chapter 2, verse 6, And has raised us, you and I, up together and made us sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. So when you got born again, you got translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, immediately, whether you felt it or not, you were zapped into heaven's seat. You immediately went above the principalities, the powers, the rulers of wickedness in high places. You went above the rulers of darkness. You went above all of them, and you took your seat in the heavenly place. You just walked up there. You may not have felt like it, but you did it. And that's your seat. And what the enemy wants to do is get you out of your seat. In any way that he can. We'll just take a short demonstration. Can somebody get me a chair? Thank you, Greg. When you got translated out of the darkness, right, you were seated immediately. Whoops. You were seated immediately. Seated. Here you are. Jesus sits here, and this is your seat. That's authority. Does Jesus have all authority? Did he give it to you? Luke 10, 19 says you've been given authority over what? All the powers of? There you are. So Satan is under your feet, right? He lives at a lower level than you and I live in. He lives below you. What he tries to do, what the enemy tries to do, is pull you out of your seat, begin to start speaking to you and telling you it's not working. And if you even... 
move a little bit up out of that seat, he thinks, oh, I've got them now. I can get them out of their seat. All I have to do is put a little bit more doubt in them. And that's when you just have to hold on. Hold on to the what? The word? Who is the word? Who is the word? You can't separate Jesus and his word. There's no separation. So if you're holding on to the word, if you're holding on to Jesus, you can stay in your seat. You got that kind of authority. Because that's where God wants us to be. In that place, that's the battle. Because the enemy is always after us to get us out of our seat. Because when we start coming down here and we get below the enemy, Jesus is above all. He raised us up to that place. He's above all. The rulers of darkness live in this realm. And then there's the earth realm that he's the God of. Remember, Satan's the God of this world, the rulers of principalities. They've taken over the world. They take over where the curse is, but we don't live there. Because what happened to us? We got translated. And so we need to learn to stay in our reserved seat. (laughs) It's reserved. With your name on it. Amen? It's your seat that you, you, as long as you stay in it, you are going to have the victory. Because the victory has already been won. Amen? It's already been given to you. And so, when it says that you've been raised up, so many people think, yeah, that's when I go to heaven. No, you're there. Get that in your head right now. You're already there. You're in that place. Because Jesus said, where, you, where I am, you'll be with me. Did he not? He gave that to the disciples. They didn't understand it. They didn't quite grasp all of that. They got revelation on a lot of that afterwards. Paul got, man, Paul was amazed with the gift that God gave him on revelation and insight into what God was saying and what God was doing. I mean, this revelation really came afterwards. And Paul, I believe when he was on the desert, you know, out there, Jesus spoke to him and gave him revelation on how to walk this walk on earth, how to live this life in victory and not be defeated. Yes, you're going to go through obstacles. Yes, things are going to come against you. But the thing is you overcome them. If you stay in the seat that has been designated for you. Amen? So it's just remembering where our place is. And what does it have to do with healing and health and and prosperity? It has everything to do with it. Because this is where you win. This is where the victory is. You will never have the victory to the fullness of what God has 
until you get your mind in line with God's word. Until we begin to line up this stinking thinking. Get it out. Pry it out. Get that prior. And if it take that pry thing and take that hammer and just continue. Pro crowbar. Hallelujah. One of those things. Anyway, whatever you like to use. And just keep hammering at it. Just keep hammering at it. Just keep hammering at it until this mindset changes. You start really believing, he really wants me healed. So that you can take the scripture in Psalms 103 that says, your youth is renewed like the eagles. And that is a great scripture. I have been meditating and pondering and thinking about that, you know. And I can certainly use it at my age. But I'm just thinking, my youth is renewed. So if my youth is renewed, what does that mean? It means my youth is being repaired, rebuilt. Anything that isn't functioning the way it should function, my youth is being renewed. The work of the Lord is working. He's bringing an adjustment and a corrective into my body. I can't see it. See, that's what we want. We want to see it. We want to feel it. We want to touch it. We want to know something's working. (laughs) But it doesn't work that way. Why do we want that with the Word when we can't see medicine at work? You know? When medicine, when you take medicine, do you go in your body and go, I see you going down and working? You can't see that. You have no idea what it's doing. And then you read FDA FDA reports and what this medicine does. And you're like, really? This will kill you? This is a strong possibility. I remember my dad was deciding whether to take this prescription that the doctor gave. And And he said to me, He said, did you read this? And I said, no. He said, this could kill me if I take it. Now, it'll help this, but it could kill me. How do you like those possibilities? My dad said, not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take it. Okay, I understand. We don't want you to die. But we don't look and we can't see what it's really doing. We are only taking the word of maybe a doctor we're taking a word of a man over the word of God because we can feel that medicine we can feel it we can touch it we get our water put it in our mouth drink it it's got to be doing what it said right and then we can get to go back to the doctor And say, this didn't quite work. Give me some more. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. And we've got to renew these minds. I'm not condemning anybody on medicine. I'm just trying to get us to think the way Jesus intended us to think being in our seat 
taking the time to meditate. People say, I don't have time to meditate the word because I can get that medicine down in about 10 seconds. And this is going to take a little longer. I'm just telling like it is. You know, it's what we all have to deal with. To get this word working in our life the way God intended, we got to work the word. We got to take hold of it. I'm just telling y'all, I am totally off my notes. So I know that the Holy Ghost is just giving me what we need to hear. Maybe not what we like to hear, but what we need to hear. What all of us need to hear in order for us to have the victory. We're accepting too much in our life. We're accepting too many things instead of accepting the promises of God. What did he say about the situation? It'll tell you. He'll give us the word. He'll give us the word on it. He'll tell us how we believe. I mean, if he healed in the Old Testament covenant, how much more will he do in the New Covenant? Amen? You know, when he says, I'll take sickness away from the midst of you, do you think he means that or it's just a joke? He means it. God does n- never mince his words. He always tells the truth. And he, you know what I love about God? He'll always tell you what he'll do. <laughs> he'll always tell you. And he's not ashamed of it. Is that an okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. So, just a, just a couple of things to look at. Do, go to Deuteronomy 28. Just a couple of things. I'll just take a few more minutes now that I've got God's approval. That's all I'm looking for is God's approval. So, we read in Galatians 3.13 that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. That the blessing, and so Deuteronomy 28 makes it pretty clear what the blessing and what the curse is. How many of you all look at Deuteronomy 28 very often? Got a couple of you in there. That's good. You know, it needs to be a mainstay in our lives because it says, and it shall come to pass, verse 1, If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Just do what God says. Just do what's right in the sight of God. It's not going to be hard. Then, you know, he is going to pour out the blessing upon our lives. And he names the blessings. Yes, it applied to Israel. But we read that we are an inheritance of Abraham's, right? We're, we're in that inheritance, so the inheritance belongs to us because of what Jesus did. So we get the inheritance, and the first 14 verses are about the blessing of the Lord. And then all the others, all the way to the end, is the curse. So what do you look at? 
It tells you this is the curse and this is the blessing. Which one do you want? You, you make a decision here. When you go through the curse, those are pretty things in there. It talks about all sorts of sickness. It talks about knee problems, leg problems, inflammation. It, it just talks about any kind of sickness. And it even says any sickness, any disease that hadn't even been named. So, you know, COVID-19 at that point hadn't been named. But now it has a name. But it says we're redeemed from it. It says, you know, that you could, verse 28, just one, the Lord shall smite thee with madness, blindness, and astonishment of heart, fear and panic, blindness. How exciting does that sound? Those are curses. And the world is living in them, and we've joined them. And yet, we're translated out of that darkness into the light, seated in heavenly places, redeemed from anything that's in the curse of the law. Anything. There's not an exception in there that you're not redeemed from. Because that's what he said. Amen? But it's us really getting on the inside of us a mind change. You know, God wants to do miracles. He'll do miracles. And I believe we're going to see more. We saw several a week or so ago. I mean, Bill's still healed. His knee's healed. His back's healed. Tanya's healed. Debbie's delivered. You know, we had a Holy Ghost service on Sunday morning. I mean, whew, I don't know what all happened there. You know, it was glorious. So God's on the move, and he can come in and just touch you and do something supernatural. But then there's the other side of it, too. We've got to take the word. Amen? We've got to believe. Even when the power of God comes sometimes, we have to believe and take it. And change that mindset and change that thinking. God touched me. His power touched me. He did something in my life. So something is working on the inside. Something is working in my circumstance. Something is changing. I'm going to agree with God, not because I feel it, not because I see it, not because I understand it. I'm going to take it because it's God's word. I'm going to walk in it. I want to walk in health because it's what God said. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.